they came from across North America. They meet here each week in the basement of an abandoned comic book shop to talk comics, covering all the news and info you need to the latest reviews and even books to stay away from. Join your hosts, Infinite Speech, the comic book clergyman, and the Spider-Man geek, every week here on Tales from the Water. And welcome everybody. This week's Tales from the Water Cooler. Water Cooler. Episode 244. And no, you didn't miss an episode last week. I accidentally said episode 242 and it was actually 243. This is definitely episode number 244. And with us this I week did. we have Infinite Speech. And the comic book clergyman. Yay. So did you, what were you going to say about my little mistake there? No, I didn't even catch it. Well, I didn't catch it either until I was posting the details and, uh, and I realized that they were then now. Actually, as I was uh, converting it and editing it and doing all that kind of stuff, um, I realized that there was already a, a file that was called uh, uh, episode 242. And so I thought, oh... Well, then maybe this one's 243. So then I went back and looked in and, yep, it was wrong. So happens to the best of us. All right. Eh, well, you know, yeah. a little miscounting here. I know. I know. You know, once you get up into the 240s, it's like. I mean, maybe we should have taken a page from DC and Marvel and just rebooted, rebooted. and just started back number one. Maybe we should have. Yeah, absolutely. So, um,. Yeah, because Hopefully. our you know our, our episode yeah. numbers are 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 I don't think there are any are there any comic books these days that are in the two hundreds. Let's see, you have Savage Dragon. Oh, Savage Dragon and Spawn. You've got and and Spawn and um, what? Well, no, Invincible is in the hundreds though, right? Not in the two hundreds. Yeah, and Walking Dead is in the hundreds as well. Yeah, Walking Dead. Wow, that is. That's a damn shame. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's really too it's, bad. It's, you know, when you when you think of all the books that are out there and how long they've been around. Well, especially I mean, because, it, like, at one point I was like, oh, man, I cannot wait until X-Men gets to issue number 1,000. Like, that's going to just be incredible, you know? But uh, that's just not going to happen. Or it will happen, but it will not happen in the way that it should have happened, which is consecutively, you know? Was that Action Comics that was that probably we would have seen that? We would have seen... Yes, and actually, uh, with Rebirth, they are going back to the original numbering for Action Comics and Detective Comics. So those two, uh, those two comics will be going back to, you know, whatever. I don't even know what number they're on, but, um, but yeah. And I don't know how they're counting the numbers. Like, are they counting the... New 52 numbers in that, or are they, I, I don't know, so who knows. All right, so basically we have um, pretty much literally a handful of comics that are into the hundreds now because of all the rebooting and stuff when it was just 
almost commonplace to go, you know, what are you picking up? Ah, issue 188. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and to me, I could, I could almost remember like issue numbers better when they were, you know, like I can import, I can remember important things happening in comics because of their numbering, you know, but now right. it's like, now it's like, oh yeah, did that happen in issue number four? Well, which issue number four? Like, right. Issue four, volume six. Yeah. Yes. Two, uh. Yeah. 20, 2014 or 2012 or, <laughs> and or, it's even a pain for like people who have to review and like look up books. It's like, okay. Didn't because I know I was I was looking at one title and I'm like okay I know I reviewed the fourth issue of that maybe not just a year or two ago <laughs> right right what I want to know is what is the what is the comic that has the most like you know the most uh, number ones like what what like which which you know which one has the most volumes I guess is is you know, oh okay like gotcha. so if you're like looking up ghost rider number four like are there like <laughs> how many 13 you yeah like are there like 13 of those uh ghost rider number fours or you know amazing spider-man number you know threes or whatever so oh gosh yeah i wonder which one is if you know if you're listening and you and you like to look that kind of stuff up and you want to uh tell us then uh please uh by all means email us or or find us on Facebook or Twitter and let us know which which is the the the, the mo which which book has gotten the most reboots um, over the years. Um, that would be interesting. To, to yeah, to I, I just don't think we'll we'll ever go back to the days of seeing like a creative team on a book for mm -hmm. on any of the titles of the big of the big two for like you know ten five ten years. I agree. I agree with but one. You, so. One singular vision, you know, yes. a couple of other artists thrown in, you know, in mm -hmm. there and, you know, to give a guy a break or, you know, a girl a break or, you know, family stuff. So, you, you know, you get a, a writer in there to come and take up like a done in one story. But other than, than that, I don't think we'll we'll see those days again. Mm -mm. Probably not. <clears throat> it's really a shame. I mean, the fact that uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo had such a long run on Batman is kind of amazing, you know. So, yeah. So that's a good thing. So, all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and move into some news. What what you got for news? I don't. Um, I'm looking at your little list here, and I don't. I don't think I know much of any of these things except for one one of one or two of them. So. All right. Well, um, for all of you who were excited at the appearance of the Punisher in Daredevil season two. It looks like the Punisher will be getting his own series on Netflix. Yay! Yay! So more, more, more bullets, body bags, you know, one batch, two batch, more penny and a dimes, all of that. I'm sure we'll hear that. But um, that was announced, and not not much more. You know, there there weren't any casting details or whatnot, other than you know, Brendan as Punisher. Right. Um, so you know that's that, super exciting. Yeah, that's yeah, and I. That's one of those characters that I think will probably work better serialized anyway. Absolutely. And and uh and you can do it. I mean, you know, you don't have to they, I mean, they can really do some really cool stuff. I mean, just imagine if if somebody like Jigsaw was in there or um I would love to see more Punisher and Wilson Fisk uh 
conversations um, and, and interactions. I just think that would be awesome. So, um, so I don't know who they'll, you know, how else they'll, they'll build that story, but I'm, I'm super excited about it. So I think that's, maybe we'll get microchip. Oh yeah. Microchip and, and uh, who else? I don't even know who the Punisher's supporting cast really is, but um, other than I mean, like, it's usually a mix of Spider-Man and Daredevil villains. Except, um, I mean, you can throw in. I mean, I really do hope they bring in Jigsaw. I, I do. I just hope that they they don't make it so like like what, the only thing I was disappointed about in his appearance appearance in Daredevil was um, is the reveal of who actually ended up ordering the 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 hit on him and his family, you know? Um, so I I was really hoping that that would have been somebody that was more, had more of character in, in the Marvel universe. So like um, a main, main Marvel villain that we know. Well, my thought was it would have been perfect if they had just revealed that it was Wilson Fisk, like that it tied back into him. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been perfect. Like, why not? You know? Um, and and even like let it have been something Wilson Fisk didn't even realize that he had done, but he had you know just unknowingly created this force of nature, you know, like um, that would have been that would have been awesome. But I, so I, I'm hoping that they'll they'll not just put just random military ex military guys uh, as his villain, but actually um, legitimate like Marvel characters in there. Um, yeah, which and that's you know, except for you know, stilt man. <laughs> hey, I don't know. You could maybe make a pretty you know awesome stilt man for 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 a Punisher to uh, to go up against. But um, speaking of of Marvel uh, series, um, this isn't on your list, but um, but there's uh, there was an announcement today that um, Marvel's Agent Carter may be on the chopping block um, of of getting canceled. Uh, that there may not be a season three of of Agent Carter, oh. and I was kind of you know I, I really don't care. I mean I, I I've I've watched both seasons and it was okay, um, but that but that's a that's a good example of what I'm talking about. There were not was, I mean Whitney Frost was the villain for this season, and that that was something that was kind of cool, and they did some stuff with Dark Force. But to me, there's not enough connections. Like there's not enough really cool. Like we all want to just see the characters from the comics in there, like, and so right. you know, I, I, I think it, it, I, I was kind of hoping when they did this, you know, fifty, you know, after the World War Two kind of storyline uh, of Agent Carter, I, I thought it would have been a good opportunity to even showcase some obscure like fifties, you know, you know, pre civil civil a uh, silver age characters uh into the marvel cinematic universe that you know or even maybe even gold some golden age characters um just brought you know brought into the here and now a little bit like i i thought that would have been a really cool way to do that on on agent carter but um but you know it didn't it didn't really happen you know what's what's funny is i think that dc handles their legacy characters yeah. a lot better than Marvel does. Yes. Because you're right, you know, Marvel could have reached back into the vault and pulled out several characters, you know, to like pop in and in a work into that story that don't even have to make an appearance in any of the films or Netflix series later on. There are characters just for that era and that would fit perfectly. Mm-hmm. 
you know, in a series like Agent Carter. So, I mean, when you have like, I mean, I don't you you did watch Young Justice, right? I did. Yes. Okay. Like if you see the amount of villains that DC had in there, they didn't just pull all the brand new cool villains. They went back into the 30s and the 40s and brought characters out. Yeah, they did. You know, throughout the the whole thing. And I and I think, you know, since we are Mar- um, Marvel fans and Marvel fans were also watching it, yes, we want to see Peggy kick ass in that red hat and do the things that she does and see the beginnings of shield fine but we can also throw in you know some some you know some surprises mm-hmm. yeah. with the characters every now and again i mean hell i was expected to see maybe hammond in there that's what i yeah android and not you know he's he was the original human torch a character that we can that can be used they don't have to call him the hu- human torch they can just say right. torch and just call him hammond right absolutely um, or really any of those, like, you know, um, him and, and Toro from the, you know, from the invaders or, you know, I mean, I just think they could have rounded off, rounded out a little bit more, um, uh, with, with some other characters. I mean, and they did that with, I mean, what was great in that first season was they did that with, with Jarvis, you know, like, you know, we, we didn't expect to see the actual Jarvis. We thought that, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, Jarvis was just a computer, but uh, or an AI, and uh, to see that there was an actual an actual Jarvis was kind of cool, and um, and I you right. know and I thought it was cool. Whitney Frost was a was a good villain to have throughout the whole story, but but there again, I just you know if, especially as they were doing stuff with the Dark Force, I thought that they really could have pulled in maybe some somebody else uh, to do some stuff with that. But anyway, so I, I hate to see it go, but. You know, it's too bad. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it could it could have been spiced up, even with a limited budget. It could it could and, have been. Spiced and that's up. and that's kind of my that's kind of my complaint with with Agents of Shield as well. Um, they're not. I mean, maybe here in the last in the later half of this season, um, like with the Secret Warriors that they're bringing in, like they're starting to do some of that a little bit. But even those characters are pretty obscure. Um, and I, you know, I would like to see, you know, I don't know. I would like to see some other shield agents or or some other super powered uh, people kind of come in, and, and 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 not and not just another inhuman. Like that's the other thing too. They've been really playing up the whole inhuman thing, and it's like, ugh, you know, I'm just so yeah sick of the inhuman. God. <laughs> You're so, inhumaned out already, aren't you? I really you? am. Like, I mean, it's just they're shoving us, shoving them down our throat, you know, because they can't do anything with mutants. But it's like, so I just kind of keep thinking to myself, okay, let me. I'm just going to pretend, like, what if these people were just mutants? And then I'd go, well, then I would like it. And I know that that's so dumb because it's like, well, okay, if you're, <laughs> it's basically the same thing, you know. Um, you know, they've got these powers, they kind of happen to, I mean, they they kind of, they're kind of genetically enhanced superhumans and, and, uh, I mean, it's the exact same thing. I don't know why I, I, I keep going, ugh, inhumans, shut up, ugh, give me a mutant any day. (laughs) So. Well, we got those and we got the secret warriors, you know, who are, again, inhumans now. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. So, and I do kind of miss. I miss. I mean, I miss, I, I miss the days of of people becoming superheroes out of some kind of bizarre accident or twist of fate. You know, 
like instead of just being born or 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 you know having some kind of yeah i think it was cool with the x-men because it was just that group right right exactly but now it just seems like everybody's you know it's and like, then if you're born on a Tuesday, you have, either, you have power. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everyone else either went through some, some, um, some, you know, radioactive bite from something or some horrible accident to deform them, or they just made a choice. They saw something that clicked. They said, okay, you know, I also miss the days where he, um, heroes had secret identities. Oh yeah. And wore masks. Absolutely. Because I, I suggested that a drinking game be played when you watch the the Flash. Anytime Barry takes off his mask <laughs> in public and reveals his identity, you take a shot. Yes. I swear, cool. 20 minutes into the show, you will not know your own name. Yeah. I, there, I mean, right now, there's, I don't, I mean, at least I'm, I'm, a, I'm a still an episode behind, but it, it seems to me that, like, I think everybody now knows that he's the Flash now, right? Like, I think Wally was the last holdout, um, <laughs> but now, but now everybody has, everybody knows. So that's, yeah, but it's still a good show. Oh, yeah, it is. I mean, I used to hate it when I watched Arrow and they, and they would call each other not by their code names, but by their real names when they're out in the field. Right. I'm like, really, really? That's what we do now. That's what we do. We just say, Hey, Diggle. Hey, Ollie. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, come on now. All right. What other uh, news you got? All right. Um, now, the nostalgia train is coming back around, and because of IDW and Hasbro, we will be getting a series based on Mask. And I, if you do not yeah. remember Mask, it's Mobile Armored Strike Command. Command, <laughs> command with a K. <laughs> yes, Just to be clear. with a K. <laughs> with a K. Command with a K. Yeah. So... Um, the series will be written by Brandon Easton, and if you don't know who Brandon Easton is, Google him. The guy is a fantastic writer, um, a very nice um, catalog of books there. He, um, he, he also penned the latest um, Andre the Giant um, series, that graphic oh, novel that came, that came out yeah. that was, I think it was Eisner no- nominated, and it mm-hmm. won the Dwayne McDuffie Award as well. Right. Um, I still haven't read that, that one. That will come later this fall. So it will be this year, and it will be coming out of um, IDW, which I'm that kind of makes me feel a little bit better because IDW has done great with their mm-hmm. nostalgia '80s titles licenses. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to Mass Number One um, because it is one of those uh, one of those properties that I was really. Uh, that I really loved when I was a kid. I didn't have a lot of the toys, but I had a few of them, and I, I, I liked the TV show. But it doesn't quite have the the depth of history that something like G.I. Joe or Transformers or He-Man has. And so I, I never felt like I could jump into those comics because I felt like they were already in progress. And so I felt like I had missed some stuff and never really got onto them. But um, So I'm kind of interested in getting a, a fresh, clean start with Mask and getting reintroduced to those characters and, and seeing how they how they do it. How about you? Well, uh, I'm 
at the point to where I've pretty much forgotten almost everything about masks. So it'll be a, it'll be a very good time to jump on. I remember Matt Tracker. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember Miles the Mayhem. gas station. Miles Mayhem. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Now they, they did say that, um, Brandon said in an interview that, uh, you know, he's, we're going to have a more capable villain basically, what was um, wrong with Miles Mayhem? you know, and there's going to be, uh, now you got to admit some of the stuff in the cartoon was a little bit goofy. I honestly I can't remember. So <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, you know, of course, you know, there's there's gonna be some updates and whatnot, but IDW has been on fire with these Hasbro properties and just you know, just the properties from the eighties anyway. So I'm perfectly on board with them just bringing this one back and mask is mask was also announced in that <clears throat> excuse me, that shared universe movie thing with G.I. Joe mask and all of them that was announced um, maybe around December of last year or January of this year. Right. Right. So Um, I'm still a little iffy on that, but you know, it'll be good. Who um, did you have any of the toys growing up? I had Condor, the motorcycle that turned into a helicopter. Oh yeah, that's cool. I didn't have that one. I had, um, I had Miles Mayhem, the the switchblade, the the plane that oh, turned into a helicopter. And, nice. <laughs> and and I had, um, uh, I think what was the black guy's name? Hondo McLean. I think so. Okay, um, I had him, but you know he came he came with Matt Tracker in one of the cars, or maybe it was the playset. I didn't have that, but he also came. He had there was a '57 Chevy that was awesome, and it turned into a tank. And it was never on the cartoon, but it yes. was it was one of the toys, and it was oh, I loved that. I loved that '57 Chevy. It was so good. So I think those are the only ones I had. Um, uh, but yeah, yeah, it was a great, uh, great, great property. So, so I'm excited about that. We'll be seeing that later on this year. So mask number one, look out for it. Um, let's see what else is there. Oh, all right. Uh, so now it was announced that Frank Cho we'll be doing a year's worth of Wonder Woman covers. And this is where things kind of get a little bit bumpy because the internet was pretty much telling me I should hate Frank Cho. Mm. And I didn't know why. So, you know, I looked into it. Yeah. I'm like, well, and I, some people are still upset at the fact that Frank Cho kind of poked fun at that Melina cover. I think it was, I think his name is Melina, the um, Spider Woman cover, the infamous one with her bent over and yeah that one and then he just did like a plethora of just tongue-in-cheek covers kind of like mocking it and everything and just other like semi-sexy covers but I mean if you look at Frank Cho's catalog when he draw the the guy drawing a Wonder Woman cover is that's a perfect decision right there he draws women who are stacked they are muscular they are powerful and they exude that physically in his artwork right you know I doubt if these I doubt if you're going to get a year's worth of cheesecake Wonder Woman covers bent over in provocative positions or whatnot. Right. I'm sorry. I just, you know, I don't I don't see what that part of the Frank show outrage is, is about. And if you don't like the covers, those aren't the only covers you will be getting. Those are um, variants. So if you don't, you can just buy the regular cover. I just don't see what the huge thing is about. I mean, I've I've been a fan of Frank Cho's art for some time and I'm uh, sorry. But when it comes to women. 
he's probably one of the most, I mean, he pretty much nails that athletic muscular woman and still keeps it, you know, feminine uh-huh. and sexy. Cause I was telling a friend of mine earlier, I hate it when artists draw that. I need a sandwich toothpick. She Hulk. Yes. Right. Just to squeeze her into like a skin tight outfit, you know, just so, you know, she'll be quote unquote sexy. The She-Hulk from the, um, what's that, totally, totally awesome Hulk arc that he just did? Yeah. She was perfect. Yeah, yeah. Perfect right there. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what he brings to Wonder Woman. I actually wish he could do an arc, you know, just to, you know, kind of show. I kind of wish the women in the movie were kind of built like that, too. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at it, that's pretty much how you would if you were constantly exercising, working out, training for battle, training to fight. You wouldn't be 112 pounds. That's right. Well, look at just look you at um, look at the UFC, the the women who are fighting in UFC. And, you know, yeah. like those, you know, they are strong and powerful and athletic women. And, you know, so they don't need to look like. Um, you know, they don't need to look like string beans, you know, like, um, that, that you would go, I don't, I I don't see how that person could be a superhero. Um, but then they also don't need to look like, you know, um, you know, you know, swimsuit models either. You know what I mean? So I don't know. Yeah, I just I just didn't understand it. I mean, like I said, I know there are people upset about his, you know, about, his sexy stuff, the cheesecake stuff. But, you know, I I just think that comics is big enough to where you can have artists like Frank Cho and then, you know, someone else. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, to jump down Frank Cho, Cho's throat about him, you know, doing the um, Wonder Woman covers just really doesn't make any sense there. I, I think it's a great choice. I think it's a nice choice. And I think he'll do some very good covers. Now, if he starts drawing Wonder Woman all, you know, bent over or, you know, bondage mm-hmm. la- um, lasso or just, you know, naked for no damn reason, right. then, you know, you're going to have to be like, ah, okay. Right, but, some, but he knows, but the I'll thing, yeah, the, the thing about him, though, is that he knows what to, you know, he knows, I think he knows the line between what is cheesecake and what is, what is, you know, actually depicting an action scene of a powerful woman. So I'm not, I'm not worried about it. Like I said, I mean, and you, and you're right. He does know. Cause as I, you know, as I brought up the, the most recent Hulk arc, there was nothing cheesecake about it. They were throwing no. down. I forgot the, I forgot the antagonist name, but she mm-hmm. was like this huge bulky monster alien woman, you know, and was going toe to toe with Hulk and she Hulk. And it's just that, you know, he he brings that power. It's believable. Like I said, I get so tired of, you know, slim, extra thin, thund, um, what's her name? Um, Thundera? No, not Thundera. Tundra, whatever. I don't know. Okay. She's like a, a cousin to the Hulk or whatever. I don't know. And then you got, you know, um, I mean, he, Val, Valkyrie looks like a um, swimsuit model by some guys, oh, you know, yeah. She-Hulk as well. It's just like, uh, and I love his power girl. You know, and despite the cleavage window, which I always thought was just useless, but eh. but I mean, like I said, he just draw both very good male and female characters. So relax, people. You've got another cover to buy if you That's don't right. want Frank Cho's cover. That's right. You know, absolutely. You know. Yeah, so I think that's it for news, right? Uh, a free comic book day is coming up. 
Oh, that's right. This yes, because now you may actually, be able to clear actually. This, we, we this have up. we have a couple of, of important things coming up. One is uh, is tomorrow uh, as we record this. Tomorrow is May the fourth. So may the fourth be with you. Um, ah, and then uh, and then uh, and then there's something else big coming up on Friday. But anyway, go ahead. What were you going to say about free comic book day? All right. Um, now. Since it actually ties into what's coming on Friday, since yes. we have Captain America Civil War nationwide Friday and we have comp free comic book day that Saturday, if I'm not mistaken, they did the same thing with um, with Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier came out and then free comic book day was that following Saturday. So I, will say I think they've done this for time. they've done this for a number of years, because I remember when I went to go see. Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie. So they might have been doing this since the very beginning. They've been tying in Free Comic Book Day, um, or maybe not. Maybe not Iron Man. Maybe it was. Uh, oh, I know what it was. It was Spider Man Three, um, which was a Marvel oh. movie. But but yeah, they. It, the only reason I remember that is because I, I happened to be in New York and saw that movie in New York, and uh, and it was Free Comic Book Day that weekend, and I went to a bunch of great shops in New York City and. Um, who you know? New York City knows how to do free comic book day. Uh, stores in Columbus, Georgia, do not know how to do free comic book day. So, <laughs> so I don't go. I don't go to free comic book day anymore. Oh man, I so. wish I could head down to the city for free comic book day. But the um, the store nearest me is excellent, and there's two more in all in Albany that I may check out. So yes, free comic book day this weekend. Um, I plan to pick up. Plan to pick up just enough. I'm not gonna overdo. I I want to know if um I don't know if Arkea is doing another hardcover Mouse Guard book, but I love. You know, those. I haven't even I haven't even looked at the what the um what the Free Comic Book Day books are. I I, I don't I for some reason I just haven't even usually I look at that, but I haven't I haven't seen that this this year. So, but yeah, yeah, I hope I hope there's a Mouse Guard or some kind of Arkea book because they always do a good job. So. Yes, they do. They they spoil us. Bottom line, yeah, they absolutely <laughs> do. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's go ahead and uh, dive into this week's picks. Up first is your pick. What'd you pick? I picked Justice League number forty nine. Justice League number forty nine. Wow. Wow. Um. Written, uh, let's see, uh, in this, the penultimate chapter of the critically acclaimed epic Dark Side War, the fate of the Justice League and the entire universe is on the line. But can even the combined might of the Justice Gods contend with the secret machinations of Grail, the deadly daughter of Dark Side? Death, rebirth, and the life of one of the members of the League changed forever. Written by Jeff Johns and art by Jason Fabok. Fabok. Fabote. Whatever. I think you're close. (laughs) I think you're close. All right. So um, I think I've said it time and time again. Dark Side War is pretty much the DC title that gets me excited about a DC comic. This is other than Batman. I think this was the only one I was consistently getting. Um, So this is part Nine. So basically, we, we've got the crime syndicate who are pretty much doppelgangers for the Justice League from another Earth. But they're on um, 
the main earth here. And we've got Lex who has who's still embedded with that power of um dark side. And he is in a fight for his life. And of course, with Lex and this hubris and whatnot, you know, he's thinking she can do it alone. You've got Wonder Woman trying to help deliver a baby here. And the coming of the baby would be a happy occasion if it wasn't in the middle of a battlefield. And if the baby coming probably didn't signal like any type of um, bad omen or whatnot. But you just have this huge action scene laid out. And if you weren't into the story at the very, um, very beginning through Wonder Woman's inner dialogue, Jeff Johns kind of like brings you up to speed. You get um, you realize why Cyborg is with the crime syndicate as well as Power Ring and what um, what happened to her. And, um, you know, if you were confused why the good guys are somehow working with the bad guys and then you just have this gorgeous art by Fibuck here who's just just nails it and has been nailing it in this series. But one of the parts that I really, that really got me was the miracle man and his, he's having an argument with his wife here because she wants to go back to apocalypse because everyone is pretty much on earth fighting. So she wants to go back to apocalypse and free your people. Miracle man is like, well, let's go ahead and help out these guys here first. Bart is like, no, we got to go. And he's like, well, if we help them here, they can help us later. And then, you know, he turns and he hears the boom tube and Barta has left. So I'm pretty sure um, there's going to be some repercussions for that. But here you've got, um, you know, Batman chilling in the um, Mobius chair as he's been doing since he got the chair. So he's not doing too much but talking and directing traffic. Um, (laughs) Other than that, Mm -hmm. um, the story has just really been developing great. You have um, a surprise appearance by some individuals who really turn the battle on its head and things go from hellish to worse than that whatever that is and um steve trevor pops up in chains and he pretty much lays out the big whammy and kills a certain character in the um story so well it's no it's no big spoiler it's mobius Uh, steve trevor wipes him out but that that double page right there that Fabric just lays out is just, it kind of took me back to when like Cyclops unleashes his optic blast and it's real cool looking. Mm -hmm. This is it right here. And he just rips like Mobius apart. But you know, from beginning to end, the story looks great, reads great. The entire art team is ridiculous. I think it's Brad Anderson on colors. And I just, I just love the way the book looks. I love the way the story folds out. Though I will say, that is one big ass baby that she has. If you look well, at that, she is superwoman. She her, is superwoman. Like as soon as she has the baby, right? But that is a huge noob, Jeff. <laughs> Come on, you've got more than one one kid. You, I oh, mean, oh, I have lots. Like I have lots to say about superwoman baby. having a baby. Absolutely, you just wait. <laughs> that baby looks like it can bench press an electric car, and it probably can. But I'm gonna go ahead and pass it off to you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. uh, Justice League number forty nine, part nine of this story, and uh, <laughs> I know you you had some you had some trouble picking some things uh, this week. There there weren't you know a lot of good choices in terms of either first issues or or issues that you know. Uh, that you know are readily accessible. Well, I'll tell you what. I mean this. 
this issue, having not read one ep- one issue of Justice League in all forty nine issues, I have not read one. So I'm trying. <laughs> uh, this is the first issue of Justice League I've read. I, I can't even tell you the last time I read an issue of Justice League. So so I'm dropped in the middle of okay. So this is this is me walking into the room. Lex <laughs> Luthor. Lex Luthor is super crazy powered. Uh, and is fighting some guy I have no idea who, except for the fact that you know he, uh, you know he I, he stole the name from a famous French artist. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Then the second panel is 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 this woman. I didn't realize at first that she was the crime syndicate's superwoman, but she's yeah. having a baby, and and the thing is she's having a baby with her full skin tight outfit on and look <laughs> and she's uh, like the baby's about to come the baby's about to come and it's like <laughs> the baby's not coming while you're wearing that lady i'm just gonna go ahead and tell you that right now um they're, they're, the baby's not coming out well my uh, molecules right i mean holy cow and then um and then you got the rest of the you know then, then uh the rest of the crime syndicate shows up and i happen to know who they they are but um you know, it was that was a little bit strange, kind of getting a you know a sense of kind of what's going on here, and then um, and then I find out that all of the Justice League or m- many of the Justice League members are now gods, and Darkseid is dead, and um, and uh, something's going on with with Cyborg and Power Ring, and there's they're having some kind of uh, strange conversation in the Power Ring universe or whatever, and. Um, and then, and then, freaking, and then, and then, I mean, it just gets more insane because then, um, uh, then Mr. Miracle and Big Barda show up out of nowhere. And, um, and I'm like, you know, and they keep calling themselves, like, she keeps calling him Scott. I didn't know his name was Scott. I was like, well, who, you didn't know, you they, didn't know they were a couple? No, I didn't know. No, I don't know anything about them. I just know who they are because of <sighs> Justice League Unlimited, but I, I don't know anything else about them. Gotcha. Um, okay. All right. And so they're talking and, you know, now's our chance to save everybody on Apocalypse, and 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 uh, Mr. Miracle's like, forget that. What about the people on Earth? And so <laughs> then they they do their Splitsville, and uh, which is a little bit weird. And then um, and then Superman is like going crazy. He's all inverted colors and crazy, and he's beams are shooting out of his face and head. And then uh, Lex Luthor comes, and you know, and just like in perfect Lex Luthor fashion, he kind of makes some snide remark about powers and all this stuff. And, um, and then, uh, and then Mobius, who also happens to look a lot like apocalypse. Let's just be honest. Um, think so? yeah, he's got, got, two, his, he's, got to he's, gotta be those tubes. <laughs> he's got tubes and, and things and his, you know, and then, uh, and then some other <laughs> chick shows up with, with a giant Griffin and a, woman with wings and I didn't know who they were. And, um, and then all, then all of a sudden, um, Superwoman has had a baby and the baby is giant. And, um, and it, you know, and and she has this look on her face as if she, you know, she could have completely like phased this baby out of her, out of her womb. And, uh, because she's completely dressed I mean, she's even got gloves on. She didn't. Even, I mean, if, <laughs> I don't know any woman who would who would be having you know uh, mid arm length gloves 
and while they're having a baby and say, I'm going to keep these on. I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, so, uh, so then, you know, there's a, and then, and then, and then, um, to top it all off, Steve Trevor comes out of nowhere and he's super powered now. And he is being controlled by this other chick who I don't know. And then he friggin' destroys Mobius. And that was an awesome uh, double page spread. That that really was good. And so, you know, so by the end of it, the, the very last panel of the book is is a is a close-up shot of Wonder Woman's eyes, and she's just like, What the hell just happened? And and <laughs> and her look on her face is exactly what my face looked like as I got to the end of this book. I was like, what? That was insanity. You know, if you just walk in and those those are the things that happen in this book, then it is pure and utter insanity. If you like that insanity and you want to just jump in midstream to Dark Side War, then I highly encourage that you pick this book up and see the uh, the utter and uh, the utter chaos and and, and craziness of this issue. Um, and uh, I will say the the art is is exactly what you think i mean it's 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 perfect for this book um it is big bombastic jim lee-esque uh big you know michael bay explosions kind of uh stuff that's going on here and it, and it does it looks it looks really good um and uh but you know it's definitely a mid-90s kind of throwback style that's i mean or maybe not a throwback style but it's just in that in that vein of of a jim lee um even i saw some rob liefeld influence on a couple of pages um but uh really somebody didn't have feet or were there pouches um just the the side the the, the really the, it was the it was the page of superwoman holding her baby like that page looked a lot like rob liefeld to me um the way that kind of the the side the angle that she's in and um, like, so, you know, uh, and, and just, yeah, it just is a weird, it's just a weird angle that she's kind of standing in and it looked a lot like, uh, like a life field, but, um, but anyway, so, uh, so yeah, the arts, arts good. The story is crazy. I'm sure the rest of dark side war is really, uh, good, but I, I yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of, woo. I left. My head was kind of spinning after I read it. Like you walk into a bar and everybody's already fighting. It's like, yeah. wow. Um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then like a dinosaur walks in, and then a and then. Well, a, Grail is the daughter of Darkseid. Okay, yeah, okay. I, I figured that out. I didn't know. I didn't know that at first, but that's um, the young lady with the grayish tint and everything. So well, and then yeah, everyone... it's 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 been wild. I will go ahead and give Justice League forty nine, part nine of the Dark Side War. I give it a solid nine, even though Barta bolted out on my man, Scott. Mm. Yeah, I'll give Justice League number 49, I'll give it, uh, I'll give it a 6.5. All right. Because the art was, was pretty, pretty awesome. So The art was pretty. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty awesome. So, yeah. Uh, all right. Well, moving on to my pick. Uh, let's see. I picked... Doctor Strange number seven. Um, Doctor Strange may be the answer to our earlier question of how many reboots. Um, <laughs> Last Days of Magic Part Two. 
As all of his magic dissipates, Doctor Strange is at the mercy of the Imperator. The powerless sorcerer is no longer supreme and can't possibly best a superpowered foe hell-bent on his destruction. Written by Jason Aaron and art by Chris Bocciolo. Um So we have been loving Doctor Strange since uh, Jason Aaron and Chris Bocciolo have been uh, doing their thing. And um, I will, I'll be honest, my only criticism, but this isn't much of, this is, isn't really a criticism, but Jason Aaron is doing exactly to Doctor Strange exactly what he did to Thor. Um, I mean, this is pretty much the God Butcher story. Um, uh, I mean, beat by beat, it's almost exactly the same, the same thing. So, um, so here we have a little bit of origin uh, as to uh, the main bad guy who is uh, the head of the empirical empirical and um, and uh, basically um, you know they are he is from a, a race of people that are you know the solely dependent on science and uh, these this group of magicians come in and basically call them heretics and end up uh, destroying all their people with magic, and so of course this makes him uh, angry and bitter, and so he uh, he uh, ends up going around and hunting in all the universes and in all the worlds. He goes and destroys all of the uh, all of the Sorcerer Supreme um, in all of the universes, and so now he's on Earth six one six, and uh, and it's taken out Stephen Strange. So if you remember in the God Butcher story that Jason Aaron wrote. That was exactly what happened uh, with with um, uh, Gore. Um, he, you know, basically just decided that he hated all gods, and so he wanted to destroy all the gods and all the worlds, and then ends up finding Thor. And you know, so there's there's a lot of similarities there, and 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 you could say, oh, you know, come on, Jason Aaron. I mean, but it, but honestly, the God Butcher story was awesome, and you know, this is pretty awesome too. So. Um, and I think it's, it's a really good, uh, I think it's kind of a nice little conversation on the debate between science and, and mysticism and, and religion and, uh, faith and all of that kind of stuff. So, which, which is what Jason Aaron is good at writing. Um, that's, that's a constant, uh, thing is his critique of, of religion and, and, and faith and, and, all that, so it's nice to see that kind of being overlaid in this story as well. So, um, so so it's great, and this this guy is is pretty hardcore, um, and uh, there's some great supporting characters that I think it's this isn't just about Doctor Strange, but about all the magicians in the Marvel universe. And I like that there's a good use of folks like magic uh, in here and uh, um, the X Man magic, and uh, and uh, what's the what was the guy's name? The old guy with the top hat, Monaco. Um, yeah, and that was I like pre- that guy. yeah, that was pretty cool too. Um, some cool stuff happens with him, and uh, and uh, so uh, so he, basically, Monaco sacrifices himself so that all the other magicians can can uh, can uh, get away, and so now all the magicians are are you know uh, having to figure out kind of how, how they're going to beat this guy uh, because he's taken away all their magic. So, um, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, it was just a great continuation of this story. 
And um, and then you've got on top of that, then you've got Chris Bocciolo, who was just born to write a story like this or to draw a story like this, and uh, his his wacky kind of uh, n- you know his nonlinear um, type of art uh, just really fits a story uh, like this, and so um, so it's it's great. It's just this is just a, a really fun story, and I, I can't wait to see what happens next. So, what do you think? All right. Um, Aaron has, like I said, this is probably the only time I will actively seek out Doctor Strange because, like, I didn't. This is like a, a character I have no inclination, like, like no drive to ever read about until this started ha- um, happening. Now, I didn't read all of the God Butcher um, storyline. So I can't draw those parallels here, but all I can say is there's an element of like danger here and it's great. Now I read, um, I read the one shot before this one. And I think that's the way you were supposed to read it. Right. All right. So I was like, I didn't want any spoilers in that one. And I was like, ah, but I mean, you know, this one kind of goes back. This issue gives you, the backstory of our bad guy here. We even get an appearance from Shuma Gorab, who's like the big octopus eye in, in, in the sky. For those who don't know the character, we don't get to see him or it a lot, no, we but, don't. um, you know, no, but you know, it was real cool. And you, you see what drives, um, our antagonist here. But, you know, like you said, it was, it was just great to see all the other characters. And I liked, when magic first sought out Dr. Strange, because even like years ago, I'm, I'm, I was always thinking, well, why didn't she, you know, why don't they hook up with Dr. Strange, even though he's lame, you know, but still, <laughs> but you know, this here, this here is great. You know, they pretty much killed, you know, they, they said that they've killed magic all, all around. And this guy here, he's been sa- um, saving it. So there, there's a, um, there's a bit left on earth and he's telling Steve, Steven and the others where they can find it. So, you know, that last ditch effort, but it is, it is like, you don't know what's going to happen here. Like, you know, we may not lose the main characters here, like Magic and, and Strange, but everyone else kind of seems expendable. I mean, we got Damien Hellstorm here. We got Shaman in, in here. We got the guy, um, the one guy who drinks poison every day. I forgot, I forgot <laughs> his name, but yeah, one of those new magicians. And um, what's the young lady's name that's that's reorganizing Steven's library again. Oh yeah. She's like his companion kind of person. Yeah. yeah like she should have left when he gave her Zelma. Zel- Zelma. Yeah. yeah. Zelma should have left. <laughs> Zelma should when when Steve said, All right, you can just go on and go home. Zelma should have said, Okay, but nope, she wanted to stay and be helpful and this is where being helpful gets you. So, you know, and as far as the, the art, it's Bacalo. It's crazy, it's insane. And it totally fits all the wackiness and not normal stuff that is going on here. Now, the the clones, when they show the flashback uh-huh. of the kids, these are the same ones, or are they? Did I don't know if they're clones of the kids, or they grew up and they just made kept make, making more and more and more. Yeah, like, I couldn't tell like that, right. that first page when they're all babies. I'm like, oh, they're adorable. And then, you know, they grow up and they're like, OK, now they're scary. <laughs> right. Yeah. And if you notice um, in the first few pages or whatnot, as you go on, you see the tentacles of um, Shuma Gorop um, in the other pages before we even get to him. 
as they they're kind of like linking the panels and um, going through the story until you get to that reveal. Like, oh, okay, so that's who his people were praying to and sacrificing pe- um, people to. Right. Yeah. So I mean, it's just another good issue of Doctor Strange and words that sixteen-year-old me never thought he'd ever say. So, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Yeah, liking this title right now so yeah it's good we can go we can go ahead and rate okay i'll give dr strange number seven uh i'll give it a 7.5 all right i give it a seven all right let's move on to the backup picks uh our backup picks mine are first yes sir all right um my first backup pick i'm going down the the nostalgia train again will be Micronauts number one. Um, I love that series back in the 80s, and when I found out IDW was bringing it back, I was like, yay, Micronauts. So um, it's a nice introductory issue here. You don't have to know anything about Micronauts of the past. This is for new readers, and it's a fantastic jumping in point. You get to know exactly what you need to about the characters. Everything else will be revealed later, but it's a nice little intro story to them, and Check it out. Um, I'll also go with Aliens Defiance number one. It's set in between Alien and Aliens. So um, we get to meet Zula Hendricks, and she's on a mission with nothing but combat sense. Who um, they are, one of them downloaded some information he probably wasn't so, supposed to. So they check out this silent ship. Of course, they run into um, aliens, but the real breakout here is Zula herself. She is an awesome character, and we even meet Ripley's daughter for a second in here, so that's great. Um, Angela Queen of Hell, number seven. Unfortunately, it's the last issue. I'm very upset it got canceled, but Hmm. Bennett and company went out with a bang. Um, I'll also go with Cyborg, number 10. It was written by Wolfman, and you really can't pass up on a Marv Wolfman cyborg story. Oh, wow. yeah, he's, you know, he's the reason why we have Cyborg. So that was great. Insects number five, um, Bennett and Kristen Tina just keep knocking out the park with the series. It's creepy. It's scary. Um, Moon Girl and Double Dinosaur. Now, if it wasn't for like the last four or five pages, this might have slid into a stay away from because mm. the the story before that was like, eh. but those last few pages. Let's just say um, she she isn't inhuman. She's got the gene in her, and she runs into some terrigen. And the last few pages are kind of like, kind of kicks you in the chest there. So um, I will also go with a surprise hit for me was Venom is Venom Space Knight. Really? And yeah, it's it's it was this crazy arc, and you know they've they fixed the suit. They've pretty much purged him, but I kind of like, there's a, a parallel here because flash Thompson had his, his drinking problem. Remember? Right. Um, I think this was when he came back from service and he had lost his legs. Yeah. Right. So you've got that. And even though venom, the, the symbiote was purged, fixed or whatnot, they had a plan that required him to, combined with another um with their enemy rope and it brought back some things so you know they touch on that parallel how you know now flash is kind of like mentoring the suit 
And the suit has its own personality. I mean, they interact, they talk, and it's a way that we haven't seen it other than, you know, tongue wagging, drooling, I'm going to eat, eat brains. And it's pretty cool in there in space. And I'm, I'm, I'm still a little other uh, to call it space night because the only space night I recognize is Rom. Rom that's yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, Venom Space Night is pretty damn fun. And like, like I said, you never know what to expect with that one. It's just out there crazy. And uh, that will be, um, oh, Batman number 51. I kind of like the quiet way Snyder and Capullo went out on this story. So um, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, I have a few kind of soft backup picks. I mean, they're not like, ooh, yes, these are the best things. But um, first one up is All New Wolverine number seven. Um, uh, the story was not, I mean, it was basically uh, Wolverine teaming up with Squirrel Girl to go save another squirrel. That was the story. Um, like a real it, squirrel? Like a real squirrel, yes. Um, but, I, it so the story really was not very good. Um, the But I, I just want to, the, the reason I want to put it in backups is check it out for the Marcio Takara art. I don't know who Marcio Takara is. But uh, uh, but it's really good art, um, and and I I think it fit really well in this book, and it was a good fill in uh, in between. Um, uh, I forgot L- Lopez who's been doing this doing this art. So I would love to see Marcio Takara take over um, on this book. Uh, so that was really good. Wolverine book. Yeah. Um, what else here? Let's see. Um, Avengers Standoff, Assault on Pleasant Hill Omega number one, which is actually the end of this uh, Pleasant Hill uh, standoff story. Um, uh, I mean, I just, it kind of wrapped up in a a satisfying way, um, but also kind of kept things rolling and moving forward to kind of where they're headed with Civil War II. Uh, So I kind of like that. We've got a new Quasar uh, which I'm not sure why Wendell Vaughn isn't Quasar, but okay, whatever. Um, but he's gonna train the <laughs> he's gonna train the new one, so I guess that's good. Um, and I'm not crazy about the Daniel Acuna art in the in the middle of the book, but which is the meat, meat of the book. I, you know, Acuna is just not uh, my it's not my guy. So, um, so so Capitoli uh, would have been a lot better, but still, oh, no. But um, <laughs> so. Um, so anyway, but that was kind of a satisfying end to that into that book, and it, it's you know it's going to spin off into a couple of other books, which is exciting. Um, Batman number fifty one was okay. Um, I mean, it was a nice kind of end to their arc. Um, although I, I thought it was really funny that they just kind of glossed over and just kind of reset everything back to how it was before, like. Oh, Alfred's Alfred didn't lose his hand. Alfred's hand is fixed. It's completely fine. Um, oh, they Bat- mentioned it. I know, I know. But Batman <laughs> doesn't have any scars. Like, oh, he's he's fine. Like, you know, like everything. Well, no, that that was brought up last it, it, um, in issue fifty, though. I know, I know. I'm I'm just saying. It was like, weird. He he did he did a good job of making making sense of how everything got set back, but it was really kind of funny. Like, like he was it was very overt. Like. Okay, just so everybody knows, I'm setting everything back exactly the way that I found it, and 
Um, I mean, it was just really I put your toys like, right back. yeah, it was just I played like with your toys. Here they are now. I'm, I'm giving Alfred his hand back. So get off my back. And, you know, um, <laughs> you know, uh, uh, Jim Gordon has got is old again and he's smoking. Okay. So everybody chill <laughs> out. Paper, but... you know, yeah. Um, so there was, there was that. So yeah. And then Capolo, I'm, I'm really going to miss Capolo on Batman and, uh, and I'm, I'm, I don't know who's doing the next, I don't know who's doing Batman next, but um, but this may be this may be my last my last issue of Batman because th- I was really on it because of Snyder and Capullo and uh, and I for the most part have enjoyed their run. So um, is that the only DC title you were re- you were that reading? That was that was the only DC book I was reading. So um, Do- uh, Doctor Strange: Last Days of Magic one shot, uh, which uh, you mentioned before, but. Um, uh, but it introduces a lot of these uh, these uh, ancillary characters uh, like um, Count Chaos and uh, Alice Gulliver and um, Mystico, whoever, whatever the what was he? Uh, and, and Brother Voodoo. Who else is in this? I'm just flipping through it right now. Um, I, forgot I like that. Uh, Mystico. I yeah, yeah. I want like I want to see him again. Uh, El El Medico Mystico. Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that's a cool name, and uh, so he's so. There's a lot of really cool characters here, and I, I'll be interested to see what they end up doing with them, um, and how they may they may end up playing a role in all this. But um, but I thought that was that was a lot of fun. Um, Saga number thirty six was was you know the end of of this arc. And, uh, and after a long, long while with the, the family gets reunited again. And, uh, and then there's a big surprise on the very last page, uh, which, uh, BKV is always really good at doing. And, uh, so we'll see, we'll see where it goes, um, from here. Uh, they're, they're going to go on a hiatus and like they usually do, and then they'll be back. But, um, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, I think, I think that's it for backups. All right. So it's time for stay away. Stay away from. All right. um, My first stay away will be, we are Robin number 11. Mm. Though the only thing that kind of perked me up was the fact that it looks like there's a core group that we're going to be dealing with at the end. So maybe things will start picking up then, but it was just, I was, I was like, okay, as I was reading it, I'm like, all right, can we be done with smiley now? We just be done. Um, and Avengers Standoff Assault on Pleasant Hill Omega. And the reason it's my stay away from pick, though I, I'm perfectly on board with Acuna's artwork on here. And it was great. It just seemed like we get this great speech, right, from Steve and all of this, you know, about how great, you know, it is to see everyone fighting together. And then. You know, they do hint at Civil War, too, because, you know, the dark days ahead and all right. that. But it just seemed like it, se- it just seemed like this was only a vehicle to make Steve Young again. Yes. So we can get another Captain America title. Yes. And so we can introduce the new Quasar. And it didn't seem like the goal of the end of it was to focus on wrapping up Pleasant Hill, Mm -hmm. but it was just so we can get other stories out there and you can go and you can go read those. Now I was like, eh, you know, if it would just, if, if it would have just focused on Pleasant Hill and I am kind of upset, Maria got the shaft. I'm like, wow, they did her dirty. Yeah. (laughs) 
Well, she kind of deserves did, it. But it. Yeah, but I mean, it was just like, you know, it kind of it kind of left me as, as like, okay, so now this was just to push all the other books and not really focused on this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'll go ahead and uh, those are my two uh, stay away picks. All right. Um, my only stay away from pick, just to go to, go to show that um, that I'm not uh, like high on Jason Aaron all the time. Um, I mean, he is probably my favorite writer, but uh, I'm going to uh, critique him a little bit. Um, Star Wars number 18, um, I'm just not, I'm not feeling this right now. And I don't know if it, I don't know if it's his writing. Um, although I will say the the little side adventure with Luke and, and Han uh, dealing with the smugglers and the, and the, and the nerf herders and all that stuff, that, that was a little bit lame. Um, and then, Hold on. There are nerf herders in the story? There are nerfs and nerf herders. Nerfs. Yes. They, they, uh, if, <laughs> I may pick it up just for that. They, and, and I'll say this. Uh, there's the, they, they end up smuggling a bunch of nerfs on the uh, – and you, you know what a nerf is? It's basically, it? it's basically a space cow. It's like a big giant – it's like a big cow. Uh, like a yak or something, and anyway, so they smuggle these these nerfs uh, uh, on the Millennium Falcon, and so there's in the last issue there was like this one shot where they're in the cockpit the pit and there's just nothing but these like space cows all around. So it was a little wacky and a little bit strange. Um, and the other story that's going on is um, Leia and Doctor Afra, who was who was in the Darth Vader book and is now a prisoner of Leia's. And uh, Sana, who was supposedly Luke, uh, Han's wife, but it wasn't really. Um, so they're, they're on this little adventure to, to kind of regain control of this prison that, uh, that's there. And that's, it's, I mean, I don't know. I, they're trying really, I mean, he's just trying really hard to kind of beef up Leia and, and that kind of thing and put her in the spotlight and, and give her some good action and that kind of thing. But I don't know, this just didn't do it. And then, and, and I think part of it is, is, uh, 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 Lionel Francis Hughes art, who, who, whom I really like. I like him, but I just don't think that his artwork fits um, on the Star Wars. And partly, it, it might be the it might be the coloring. There's a there's just a weird reddish pinkish tint to the whole issue. Um, and I don't know what that why that is. I don't know if that's the planet that they're on or or what. But just everything is pink, um, and it it just feels weird. So. Um, so that's, anyway, that's, that's my, that's my only stay away from, so. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's this week's books. Um. And I missed out on nerfs. You missed it, but well, you really haven't missed out on it. It's really not as good as it sounds. So, (laughs) um, you might be disappointed actually when you end up reading it, but, um, so. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Uh, we want to thank all of our uh, different outlets for supporting us for TMV Cafe, Underground Video Network, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and, of course, ComicAttack.net, where you can find all kinds of wonderful things that we offer there, including chirps, reviews, news, manga, movies, columns, um, and old podcasts that you can go back and listen to. Um, uh, so go and check out all that great stuff. We also do product reviews for superherostuff.com. Go check out all the great uh, stuff that you can buy. Go buy yourself something for May the 4th, you know, or go buy something from there for, um, for you know, this weekend, free comic book day. Um, 
It's a great time to Mother's Day is coming up as well. So, there you go. Yeah. Buy your mom some C3PO socks because you know <laughs> she could use them. Um, and also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TFT Water Cooler, and also follow. You can find us on Facebook at uh, at the Water Cooler as well. So um, follow us. Ask us any questions. Uh, engage with us. We would love to hear from you. So. All right. So next time, are you going to see? Are you going to see Captain America: Civil War this weekend? Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, I yes. haven't talked to I haven't talked to Molly yet, but I, I, I'm going to try to f- see if maybe we could go on Friday during the day while the kids are in school. But I'm I'm not sure. Ooh. I'm not sure. I, I think we're going camping this weekend, so we may not have time. But I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna see. Uh, we got to talk about it, but if not, it may be, it might not be until Sunday, but hopefully by the time we meet, uh, next week to do this, this show, uh, I will have seen it by then. So I hope. All right. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Yeah. I mean, I still haven't seen Deadpool, so I know, right? Well, that's coming out on Blu-ray, I think in a few weeks. It is. It is. Um, It actually comes out. It's already on digital. Well, yeah, it, it comes out. You can rent it. You can buy it now, and I didn't want to buy it, so I'm going to wait. Wait, it's uh, for rent starting a week from today. So, all right. So yeah, I want the Blu-ray box anyway. I want to own it. Own it. I want the box. I want the bells and whistles. So there you go. So all right, all right. Well, everybody have a great week and stay thirsty.